2 Corinthians, uh, 10th chapter, and these are the verses that I, that I was uh, reading and the message came from. Starting with the third verse and going through verses 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and to bring in into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now God tells us through the writing of Paul here that there is a constant battle <clears throat> raging in our minds. Uh, I think about, uh, I guess, the competition and, uh, uh, I guess, worldly things versus spiritual things that we live in today. We got so many things that will draw us away from uh, the things of God, if we'll lie. And, of course, this is, a, this is a devil's job, and we'll be talking about some of those in a, in a few minutes. But our enemy, the devil wages war in our minds he does it through a lot of different avenues and let me say this he don't do it through spiritual he does it through worldly and uh, all the things that we see in the world today that is uh, that is uh, of the worldly establishment is of the devil we know that the bible tells us that it says he's uh, he is the prince of the hour of the world and uh, we know that he's in charge of all of that and so we know it's all evil so we must, uh, I guess, uh, push ourselves away as a Christian, as a child of God, and following after the world. We'll talk about that a little bit. But he does this. He uh, draws us away through our feelings, uh, through our emotions, through our convictions, uh, through our opinions, uh, to exalt ourselves, uh, maybe. And uh, we see that a lot today. Now, we live in, the, I want to say, the greatest country in the world. Uh, it's, uh, it's, we have so much freedom. Uh, I know that some of you slipping away, but we're still the most freest people in the world. Sure. And you just, you just look at your own life. Now we, we go through a lot of troubles. You know, I've had a lot of problems the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, we go through problems. We go through, uh, trials and tribulation, but just look at our lives here in the United States of America. You know, what brother mustard, he was talking about, uh, the mission field that he's involved in. You know, they don't even have uh, electricity they can depend on. Mm -hmm. They don't have clean water. They don't have food to eat, clean food to eat. Here in the United States, and of course, that that is kind of just touching the, the outskirts of the poverty of the world because there's some places that people starving to death. Yeah. We got up this morning and we said, you know, my, my wife asked me, said, what, what do you want for breakfast? I mean, we got choices. I mean, what do you want for breakfast? And I said, well, and the, old, the, old, the old sling that we use here in the South, well, I don't care. <laughs> you know, and that really throws people that not from the South a loop because they said, what did you just say? Right. You, you, don't, you don't want to eat breakfast. You know, what, what are you saying? But that's kind of a saying that we've got, especially in this region. Well, I don't care. That means whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, people take it a little bit different. 
but I'm sure that you're familiar with that saying also. But anyway, we got choices. We we live in a free country. We can worship who we please. But now the devil is there to throw stumbling blocks in, his way, in the way if he possibly can. Now, we don't want the devil coming into our mind and setting up housekeeping. We want to push him away. And we're going to talk about some of the things that we do not to have that happen. Now, I'm telling you, he is against all that is good. The devil is a father of liars. He's a father of deceitfulness. Now, remember, God is all truth. So we don't want the devil coming in and setting up housekeeping in our, in our mind. So it is, it's a constant warfare. <laughs> I mean, uh, we've got every kind of, of, you know, my wife, you know, she watches some of the YouTube things, uh, I guess she's got a couple of favorite people that she watches. She says, why did that pop up? You know, she said, you don't see what's popping up. I said, well, just delete it out and go on, you know. The devil has got so many avenues he can attack us with now. Right. You know, you might be, I know there's one uh, lady that, that, that we watch a little bit. She's a Christian. She's from a Christian family and she's a a great witness for the Lord is on YouTube. And uh, they talk about uh, how they're being attacked on their, their website or the YouTube website and so on and so forth. But the devil's got so many avenues today, he can attack us. He can throw in ads. He can throw in nudity. He can throw in lies. He can throw in all these different things. So how in the world did it happen? I don't know. The devil's in charge of this world and this worldly establishment. So we can expect anything. See what I'm saying? All right. Now, so Paul identifies three challenges that our minds, you and I as Christians, are up against. Number one, strongholds. Strongholds. You know, we're living in a I guess the area of the country where tradition is is uh, really strong. Tradition is really strong. Uh, you know, I, I was uh, I was corrected just the other day. I, I said I was brought up in this church, and uh, it's one of the churches out in the country, and so on and so forth. And uh, uh, then I moved to a missionary Baptist church, and so on and so forth. But I was corrected. My mom corrected me. She said, we have we had services every other Sunday. We had missionary Baptist services on one Sunday, and we had another service on the other Sunday. And so, but the traditions of that church and of that region runs deep. As a matter of fact, most people in that area is buried in that graveyard. Uh, family tradition is great. So that's something that, that's a stronghold within this area. I know uh, reading a, a, a historical fact, uh, not too often long ago, there's a, there's a strong, uh, strong uh, I guess, uh, I want to say a, a, a fight that was more than just a fist fight. It was a cutting fight. It was a, because someone had called one of the other family members a liar. He used this phrase. Made him out a liar. And th those kinds of things run deep. 
in this area, especially. So you got to be careful. Uh, but anyway, those are strongholds. Those are the kind of strongholds that we're talking about. It's a mindset or it's an attitude that is extremely difficult to get rid of and to break down. So we got to be careful of that. Um, again, I think you're getting the, the picture of what we're talking about here. Make sure there's no strongholds in your mind or in, make sure your stronghold's the word of God. <laughs> Not any kind of stronghold from this world or of our being, but of God and of the will of God. Stronghold. Now, if there's a stronghold there that would be in competition with serving God, we need to get rid of it. Stronghold. So we're going, we got to, we got to search and we do it with the word of God. We need some detergent in this uh, cleaning process. The Word of God. I mean, wash that old mess out of there. Get rid of it. Make sure there's no strongholds there that would cause us not to serve God. So that's one of the things that we we're up against. Sometimes we don't even realize it. We need to ask God to show us if there's any strongholds there that should be. The Bible uses high prices. That's kind of the phrase the Bible uses, high places. And uh, we want to make sure there's not any other thing that would hinder us from serving God. Now, the devil would just, uh, he would just be pleased to think, to get you to think everything's all right in my life and there'd be something there that shouldn't, that shouldn't be there. You know, he's very pleased to do that. So we need to be careful of that, make sure there's nothing in their life. Okay, arguments. That's another problem we have in our mind. Even arguing with ourselves. And our emotions, our actions, our thoughts, our character, our attitude, our actions, our, our, our speech are all connected really from, with our minds. And of course, we know our mind must control everything that we do. Now, I'm kind of amazed that, uh, I've, I was laying there in the bed this morning thinking about the sun. Sun was really shining through my bedroom window. I'm thinking, what a mighty sun can light the whole world. You know what? I've got LED bulbs. They're pretty bright. We got LED bulbs around the outside of the church. You go by here at night, it's pretty bright. But we've got a sun that lights the world. Now I started thinking. The Son of God, the light of the world, Amen. the light of the world. You wake up in the morning and see that bright sunshine really lighting everything up. What does the Bible say? It says that the Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He's the truth of the world. He is the Savior of the world. Good preaching. Savior of the world. So all, everything is connected. You're you know, it's just amazing. You don't even think about it. You know, I didn't even think about moving my arms. I just, for some reason, I just moved them. You know, I've got a lot of mannerisms that I use, actions that I take. My mind controls all that, and I don't even realize. My heart beats. Sometimes a little bit too fast. My heart beats. I breathe. I don't think about that. My mind controls it. A mind control. Thank the Lord for that. And anyone that thinks that there's not a creator up to this 
great magnificent body that we have are crazy. They're crazy. They're idiots. You know, I'm told, just like we were talking about the sun, I'm told if we're just a little bit closer to the sun, we'd all burn up. Now, the mankind, the worldly establishment, is really, they're really worried about destruction of this planet. They're worried about that. I've got a God can control all that. I don't have to worry about it. I mean, I don't have to worry about that. I've heard Brother Jimmy say this. I'm not worried about that kind of thing. That's all in God's hands. He keeps it all under control. Yeah, it's been hot this summer. My electric bills, my utility bills show that forth. Uh, that it's been hot this summer. You know, my, my you know, bills are about 50% higher this year than they have been in the past or at least part of the past. But I remember when I was a kid, some 60, 70 years ago, when they was hot summers also. I mean, hot summers. I remember the day my dad, I mean, a year that my dad uh, bought a new truck, and I, I kind of relate that to this time. It was hot that summer, and that was 1953. Man, it was hot. And uh, you couldn't hardly stand it. So, and I'm not worrying about that. God's got all that under control. He keeps the earth just exactly the right distance from the sun so that we won't burn up. He created a body that, you know, when you start looking at the human body, you start thinking about how great God is and his, and his engineering, you might say, of the body and how it works. And one thing I learned when I was going to college, I learned uh, that, what uh, all substances made of. <laughs> I know some substances are made a little bit different than the others, but it all goes back down to the atom. And that atom has got the same, I'm talking about the, the minuteness thing that you can think of in this, uh, in this uh, creation. And you have to have many, a lot of times to see that atom, you have to have, you have to have, uh, you know, uh, telescopes and uh, microscopes and all of these strong powers. You can't see it with our, our naked eye. And uh, but I'm told, and that was kind of brought out to me in, in when I was in college. And then I suddenly realized this whole universe is made that it's all under the same type creation. Even the, the stars in the sky. The moon and the earth around the sun, it's all created with that same design. Now, you think they want a designer? <laughs> you know, uh, I know there's a lot of builders today. They, uh, they build different types of houses or different types of buildings. And you can kind of see their work in the types of buildings that they build. And uh, I'm, I'm told a lot of the great architects of the past it was but certain architects. You know, because, look at here. Look at here what he done. Look at here what was it. Well, I can tell that God was the designer of this whole universe because it all fits together and it's all made in the same way. Amen. Including our body. Man, when I think about 
the great God that we serve. But anyway, the devil would like for our minds to be all messed up. Again, he would like for us to think everything's okay. You're a perfect person. Everything's all right. You know, I, I see a lot of people that's got this big ego uh, of their life, how great they are. We're nothing before God, an almighty God. But anyway, the devil would like nothing more than to make you think that everything's perfect in your life and you're just everything. Okay. But God wants us to put the searchlight of his word on our life to find out if there's something there that shouldn't be there because none of it's perfect. The Bible tells us that every one of us sin. But he made a way that we might be forgiven of those sins. Now, so, I was uh, looking at this this morning and I realized our lives move in the direction of our strongest thinking. You know, that's the way it is. Now, I, I, you know, I've got things that I need to do in my life and it, these take priority and so on and so forth. And uh, they really bother me at times because I'm not jumping on the, I guess, the, the uh, task list of fulfilling some of the things that needs to be done. Uh, if we're not careful, sometimes we kind of avoid things because we keep putting it off and so on and so forth. But I, I, I see that some of this is very important and I need to be on it. But anyway, if we're not careful, we'll kind of push it to the side. I heard, uh, let say, what was I heard this morning? I heard someone say, no, they don't go to church anymore. They're just too busy. Can you imagine? They just got too much to do. Don't read the Bible. I just got too much to do. Let me tell you, the things of God is the most important things in, in this in eternity. Let me say this in this life, eternity. So we need to, I know, I know there's times that uh, I'm getting older and <laughs> I, you believe me, I, I understand uh, about the problem of getting around. I tried to take my, my, one of my grandson's fishing and I got down on the bank and couldn't get up. I finally crawled to a tree and pulled up. Now, I understand that. Yeah. That's some of the things that I, I guess came from the COVID or whatever. But anyway, I understand that. I understand him being dizzy-headed and falling in the dark, because I do. I heard uh, Alan Jackson the other day talking about his his life, and he's got something wrong with him. It caused him to do that. He said, I just won't want these people thinking that, I, that I'm a drunk. And this is this is a disease I've got. My daddy had it. I've got it. But anyway, uh, it's it, I understand. I can relate to that now. I'm older, and I understand that. I can't walk hardly anywhere around the dark without stumbling into something. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about twilightness. Uh, and it's, I get down, I can't get up, and so on. I understand that. But the devil will hinder in any way he possibly can. It may be through that, or it might be something in their mind, but we need to make sure that we're serving God and that that is most, that is utmost in our life. 
there's things that we can do. Brother Musher brought this out. You know, we can all pray. When uh, there's somebody out there telling someone about the Lord, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray that the, but because without the leadership of the Holy Spirit, there's nothing going to happen anyway. Right. <laughs> I mean, pray that the Holy Spirit will deal with people. Nothing happen unless it does. Yes, sir. Nothing happens. But we can all pray. So, he tells us, and I want to, if you would, turn to Ephesians, the 6th chapter and the 17th verse. He tells us there, to take the helmet of salvation. <laughs> I think about a helmet, you know. I think about guarding this old brain, guarding this old uh, 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 system that controls my every being. Guard it. Helmet. Salvation. Brother uh, Jimmy's been speaking quite a bit on eternal security lately. And uh, we all have eternal security because of our salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Take this helmet of salvation, salvation, protecting this old brain, protecting against the wiles of the devil. And then it goes on so and say, and then and the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. Now, when somebody says to someone else, I see you got your sword. And referring to the word of God, they're absolutely correct. Right. That's their soul. That's what we fight the battles in. The word of God. That's what we fight the battles with. Now, I know uh, there's a lot of different ways to fight battles today. But as far as spiritual battles is concerned, this is the only way. This is the only sword that you, this is the only weapon you can use. Now, you might say, well, I'll use this weapon. It won't work. This is the weapon that will work. You want to slay the devil's way? This is the book. This is a sword. And let me tell you, he's got a deceptive way. So, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When when Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, what did he do? He quoted the word of God. Now, we look at, at that, that reading in the word of God, <clears throat> and we see how that he tempted the Lord Jesus Christ. He does this the same way. It tells us nothing new. I mean, he's got the same old tricks today as he had 2,000 years ago and 6,000 years ago with Adam and Eve. Say more about that in just a minute. So he uses the sword of the truth to, to combat the lies of the devil, fight the deceptive thoughts that the devil was putting in his mind. So look here. Look here what you can have if you'll serve me. So, he used the word of God. He used the word of God to tear down the strongholds of the devil that he might have. And the arguments of the world 
and the seed that the devil had planted don't grow because he used the word of God to chop them out, the weeds out. So <clears throat> we're to use the word of God. Then we are to pray. Ephesians 6, chapter and 18, verse says this. This is the verse following. All, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there unto with all preservation and supplication for all saints. Praying. Very, very important. We're able to tear down strongholds, able to tear down arguments that might be put up against us. Uh, we're able to, to tear down the pretensions that, uh, that uh, are put there by quoting the word of God in our prayers. God, God I, I think, is very appreciative when we use his word in, a, in his word in our prayers to him. It shows us we have shows him that we have faith in him. Now through prayer we tell God that we're helpless and without him we are nothing and that we have complete confidence in him. Now I'm telling you that uh, the devil is out to destroy. And uh, just this morning, I was listening to some people talking about the condition of our society today. <laughs> Amazing. Some of their takes on it. I'll just tell you right now, I'll tell you what's wrong with our society. It's rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. I read a book I bought from one of the, the missionaries or something at one of the... the uh, what we call our our homecoming, our revival service, Bible conference. Bought at the Bible conference a couple of years ago, and I was reading about the early Christians in the United States of America, even before the country was established as a country. These people, how they lived and their thinking, and how that they they were. I'm talking. I'm not talking about. Abraham Lincoln or Benjamin Franklin or George Washington. I'm talking about the the day-to-day -day person that was doing the work of survival here in this country. I'm talking about the person that was living day-to-day. -day. I'm not talking about a government, but I'm not taking away from them, but I'm just saying I'm getting down lower now. And I start reading about how that they spent their day. How that they looked to the Lord when they, when we when we think about the, our early <clears throat> ancestors here in this country, we think, and this is used quite often, they came for religious freedom. Let me tell you what, they were a completely different type person than we've got today in this society we're living. They live for the Lord. Now they may have had some problems. We all do. But if you don't, if you don't think that, and this this book is, if you'd like to borrow it, I'd be glad to, to lend it to you. And I'm probably brother Jamie's got it. But talking about the early pilgrims coming from different countries of the world to for religious freedom and how they were thinking and how they lived their day to day life is amazing. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, man, they they were 
They were striving to please God in their lives. That's what we all should be doing. Of course, the devil's always there. He said, you know, there's a football game on this afternoon. Or that, and he'll bring these to your attention. I heard someone say the other day, boy, they're like, no, I'm not a sports fan. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a sports fan. I don't, I don't watch too much, too much. I might, uh, I might be a little bit interested if, if Tech won the football game last night, but I'm not interested enough and I'll even look. If it, if it popped up in front of me, yep, it's like they lost again. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, I picked that information up in passion, but I'm not really interested in that kind of thing anymore. I don't like football. I don't like car racing. I, you know, back when I was a young man, I was kind of involved in some of the local races, but, I, you know, it's like like I've always heard. You see one car go around, you've seen them all go around. It's just round and round and round. You know, same way with football. They just don't go up the team. And to me, and I'm not taking away from anybody that likes these old sports because uh, I'm not taking away from that. But uh, it's, it's just not in my blood. I'm not going to sit and I'd rather read a good book. You know, I'd, I'd rather read the Bible. I'd rather read a, a religious uh, novel or something. And But I'm not taking away from that. But the devil will bring all this to you if he possibly, he possibly can and use it to keep you from serving God. Let's go on. The Bible tells us we are to nourish. We talk about nourish. I stop sometimes and say, boy, I'm hungry. I'll do a, I'll do a whole lot to try to get some food then. I'm hungry. And we don't know what hunger is, by the way, here in this country. Like I've already said, what'd you like for lunch? What'd you like for supper? What'd you like for breakfast? We got choices. I mean, but we don't know what hunger is. But, you know, hunger pains still grab us from time to time. And we'll go to great lengths to, to feed that hunger. We use that same expression for a lot of different things. The Bible says that we are to be hungry for the Word of God. And we are to nourish our minds with the Word of God. I'm telling you, some of my better times with the Lord has been riding a bush hog, riding a lawnmower, cutting wood, whatever, scroll sawing, whatever. For the best time because I'm allowing my mind to listen to God. God, what do you want me to do about this? What do you want me to do about this? That's nourishing the mind. I heard uh, one of the people I was talking about a few minutes ago talking about they need a few minutes every now and then. So they go to the top of the mountain. Well, to me, the top of the mountain is when I'm alone with the Lord and he's communing with me and I with him. I mean, I'll get the answer right at the time. You want peace? Commune with the Lord. Feed and nourish your mind. Look at Proverbs, the 15th chapter. 
14th verse, it says this, The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge. But the mouth of fools, fools feedeth on foolishness. So if you're smart, you'll seek knowledge. What are we talking about here? What's true knowledge? The word of God. Truth and knowledge runs from God. I heard somebody say the other day on something I was just compassionate. Well, I know where they got that information from. Said, you know, the some outer space people came and gave them that information. That's some of our alien ancestors. Knowledge comes from God. And some of the great, invent, uh, I guess, inventions we know of today comes from God. And what, man, what a, now I'm not saying if it's bad, that's from God. I'm not saying that, but the goodness of God. Yeah. The goodness of God. We're to nourish our minds with that. Not give some ancient alien any kind of credit for any of the goodness of God. By the way, some of these cable channels, that's kind of their whole existence. My mind, that's pure devil. Pure devil control. Teaching our kids that we were created by ancient aliens as an experiment. They're away from that. Uh, they're away from that. Some, some people are away from that thing of where well, we came from. They're saying now that the gods just talked about, it. and they even use this terminology. The gods just talked about this, and some of the manuscripts of mankind is outer space. And I've said this many times. The devil will use that same illustration when the Christians, uh, when they they disappear from the world, from the earth. When they're caught up, a <laughs> bunch of aliens come and got them. The lies of the devil. But the Bible tells us here in the 15th chapter of Proverbs, the heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, not the foolishness of this world. You've heard this phrase, garbage in, garbage out. We use that a lot with in uh, computer language. Garbage in, garbage out. Don't expect to get goodness out of garbage. Is really not worry about some of these things that says on the side of the on the side of the container, made from recycled, whatever. I'm a little bit leery of that. Garbage in, garbage out. That's kind of my thinking. If we feed our mind, in other words, if we feed our mind with garbage, don't expect anything good to happen in our lives. Don't expect the right things to come out of our mouth if we feed our minds with garbage. Life will be nothing but doom and gloom. I've talked to several people having problems in their life over, over the course of years. And they start checking and they're involved in a lot of worldly things that they shouldn't be involved in. Not saying that I've not been involved in things I shouldn't be involved in. Not lifting myself above that because I've been in, I've done that 
as much as anybody else, maybe worse, as Paul says, worse than most. But in Philippians, the fourth chapter and eighth verse, it says this, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, Good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Got lost in the middle of that verse. Uh, got my pages turned wrong. I've started printing on both sides of the pages to kind of save paper. Not to save the world, but to save my pocketbook. Uh, you know, but I kind of got lost there a minute. But let me read that again for the sake of being clear. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things that are good uh, report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, the mind and the way we think is a precursor of our behavior. You know, if you want to... You know, if you look at, uh, you look at a, you know, I'm kind of hesitant to say this, but if you look at somebody's life, you got to think, how does her mind work? How does her mind work? A lot of different things, you know, that might uh, have caused them to think this way, that caused them to act this way, and so on and so forth. But how does our mind work? But remember, the mind and the way that we think is just a precursor of our behavior. If we feed on the things of the world, as I've just said, expect the world to play out in our life. The devil will use that to try to draw us away from God. This is really some of the strongholds and some of the things that we're talking about in our life that we've got to get rid of. Don't let the devil use them. Do exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ did. It is written. And when he's talking about it is written, he's talking about God's word. This is God speaking. It is written. Somebody wrote it down. What God said. Now, when the devil wants to entice us to sin, he uses our mind. That's the only avenue he's got. And he does it in a worldly manner, not a spiritually manner, uh, the spiritual things from God. He will attack the truths of God, but he cannot use them. You know, if you go all the way back to to Eve, Adam and Eve, you know, they lived in a perfect place. Lived in a perfect place. I mean, they had it made. They would say, now you can eat anything you want to here, but leave that tree alone. Leave it alone. Don't don't eat of that, because when you do, you'll surely die. The devil comes to them right away and says, why he's trying to God is trying to hold something back on you and got them to thinking along that line and he'll do that today. He, he'll create a, a lie in our mind if he possibly can that will cause us to do something 
against the will of God, just like he did Adam and Eve. And look what it cost. Sin costs, by the way. Sin is very, very costly. When Eve took a bite, and a lot of people talk about the apple. I don't I don't go along with that. I go along when they partake of the tree that God told them not to partake of. Sin entered into the world. And look what it's cost. You know, if you want to know why there's a killing about every night in most of our major cities, if not many killings every night, sin. You want to know why we got so many homeless people in this area? Sin. You want to know why bad things happened? Sin. So sin is very costly. All because man, all the way back to Adam and Eve, did what God told them not to do. And the devil does all of the, all of his work in deception, lies, traps, no truth, just lies. So instead of waiting on Satan to act, we need to be proactive. We need to read God's word, pray, keep prayed up, keep read, read up, and keep our minds clean. And choose to reject any lie that Satan might have by focusing on the truth that God has for us. It is truly a battleground. It's not just a battleground that I have. It's a battleground that you have. Every one of us. This is something that's common. And the devil will do everything he possibly can to hinder 